It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Long Time No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Thank you as always for making your way here, checking out the series uh, I do hope you hit the subscribe button, of course, so you can keep up with, uh, with every episode that we put out In fact, it's three new episodes every single week uh, A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover those new ones at all the usual places including spotify and apple podcast at nprwfpk.org youtube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcast from you can subscribe to kyle meredith with uh, some of my recent guests on here have included japanese house liz fair sarah silverman Duff McKagan from uh, Guns N' Roses, Felicia Day, Susan Tedeschi, Josh Radner from How I Met Your Mother and Fleischman is in Trouble, Kristen Hirsch of Throwing Muses, the band Laney, the Breeders, and the uh, filmmakers behind uh, uh, Physical on Apple TV+, The Morning Show on Apple TV+, and Expendables 4. Just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith with podcast. That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today... Going to be talking about another Apple TV Plus series called Lessons in Chemistry, and I'm joined by uh, cooking author and chef Courtney McBroom. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, this, this show that stars Brie Larson uh, as a chemist in the 1950s who's really constantly having to prove herself against a male-dominated field, eventually finding, uh, I guess, sort of an easier route and, uh, and use for her skills as the host of a cooking show. Now, that's all true. The, the The show does tell all that, but it also is so much more than that. It, it came from uh, a best-selling book, and uh, it's one of my favorite shows of the season. Uh, but because of the cooking element on here, it also has a lot to do with food, and that's why I'm excited to talk to Courtney McBroom here, who's going to uh, who's going to tell us about what it's like consulting on a show like this, what the food of the 1950s was generally defined by. And how Brie Larson is also uh, apparently a really great cook, even in real life. <laughs> Courtney's also going to dissect uh, Brie's character arc from cooking with her scientific mind to eventually learning more about using her heart to connect with the people around her, uh, as well as treating the food as a character and catalyst, and which decade she would have the most fun emulating in her own cooking all that and more as we talk lessons in chemistry on Apple TV Plus. It's Kyle Meredith with Courtney McBroom. Hi, Kyle. How are you? And uh, and as we talk about uh, lessons in chemistry and this this fantastic season with 
all the food that's a part of it. And, and, and I guess, you know, maybe we start there, sort of the ground rules, the clarification, you are consultants and for the, for the food, what, what all did that entail? So much. <laughs> so I, um, I worked with directly with the writers, the directors, the producers, and with Brie specifically to like, think what, what, what do we want the food to look like? How did we want the food to tell, help tell the story of lessons in chemistry? Um, we wanted, we, we knew we wanted people to be hungry when they watched the show. We knew we wanted, you know, to honor Elizabeth and who she is as a person. So we very much made the decision that, okay, Elizabeth is a woman of, the, of her time. She's a woman of the fifties, but she's also very much a woman ahead of her time. So we took some liberties with the food. She, she made a lot of stuff that wasn't necessarily from the fifties, but more had a nod to the fifties, but she uses fresh ingredients. She makes everything from scratch, things of that nature. Yeah. When I think about the fifties and, and you're probably more, much more the expert on this, but it like, I don't think of that as a decade that was really known for taste. And I'm only thinking about <laughs> the cookbooks that I've seen in the past. Like, like what did define that era? Well, I have a bunch of those cookbooks. I love, I'm obsessed with vintage cookbooks from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And I think, you know, the food from that era, a lot of it was for convenience, right? A lot of it was canned foods. A lot of it, there's a lot of gelatin involved, a lot of jello salads, um, which are very interesting to look at, but I don't know if they're as interesting to eat. So there's a lot to work with within the 1950s aura of food for sure. You said you're know, working with with Brie, you know, personally on this, like, I, you know, I, I guess I'm asking you to speak for her a little bit here. Like, how good a cook was she to become or, or I mean, what was that partnership like? It was great for uh, Brie and I. Brie and I are really great friends to begin with. So that was easy, easy, to, easy to start. And then she's a great cook, too. Like she has cooked for me lots of times. She loves to be in the kitchen. She loves to eat delicious food. So that part of my job was really easier. I didn't have to like tell her too much about how to hold a knife or how to like slice a vegetable. She, she did great. And then for like the really like intricate stuff, it was actually my hands in the show doing the chopping and stuff. I was, I was her hand double. <laughs> You've got that on your resume now. That's Oh yeah. These are my <laughs> money makers. <laughs> and we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky in the Midwest and allergies. Yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines, some of them, work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. 
with all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Courtney McBroom. You know, on the other side of this, of course, you know, food, yes, and then the chemistry part. And, and seeing how Elizabeth and, and Bree's character comes, you know, into the food side of it. How much of a role does that play in yours? I mean, how did you come into food? Was it from the science thing? Do you use it like that? Or was it much more of... Um, I don't know what the natural, you know. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of both. I'm classically trained as a baker, as a pastry chef. And so chemistry is in all all forms of cooking, but it really plays a huge role in baking. Um, so I'm always aware of the chemical processes that are happening in food. It helps you just be a better chef. But like Elizabeth took it to the limit <laughs> as far as chemistry and food. And But the cool thing about Elizabeth Zott as a character with cooking is she starts out and it's all about science. It's all about cooking with the head. And then her arc is a character. She learns to cook from the heart and to invite people into her life and to nourish them with her food um, before she was just cooking for herself. So that's a beautiful, a beautiful story. <laughs> I mean, we do see that, especially towards, you know, as it talks about the human connection being so much a part of this and you know, I, I think anytime I hear, especially when I watch food shows, that seems to always be a part of it. Like, you know, you're talking about the era and how you kind of mix in and out of it, but but how much of that goes into the thought, like what the food does have to represent? Because even in the bigger pictures, as we're talking about the oppression that happened in that era, like how much of that interplays with just what you all are talking about with what to cook? We really looked at food as a, its own character in the show. And it, it facilitated so many of the connections that happen, like the lasagna, like Elizabeth wouldn't have met Calvin if it weren't for this. Well, she would have met him, but grown a relationship with him if it weren't for the lasagna. Same thing with the chicken pot pie. She wouldn't have had supper at six without that. So that's how we treated the food. It's like the food is its own character. And how do we pay homage to that? How do we have it look really delicious taste delicious because at the end of the day it is being eaten in the show too so that was um the main focus and i think we did a really good job <laughs> is, is there a trick then to shooting it that you would have to ask the camera operators but i mean yes i mean the main trick is make the food look delicious and then it will be really easy to shoot it and it'll be delicious and and like there were no tricks being used like occasionally we would like spritz some water on stuff or like brush it with some oil but like the food is like made with love. And as you would make, like, if I, I would have happily served all of that food to anyone and be like, here, I made this for you. So I love knowing that about it because yeah. you're right. Every single time it's on the, it's on the screen. Yeah. Somewhere in the back of my mind's like, I'd eat that Yeah, I'd love for you. You know, again, thinking about the decades, is there, is the, you know, fifties, whatever eighties, is there a decade that you've kind of got a favorite era when it comes to food? Um, it, it, it changes from time to time. I think I'm really, I like the 80s. I'm into the 80s now. 
feel like that was a wild, wild time in general to be alive. I'm a child of the eighties. Um, and yeah, everything was just bigger and louder and, and like weird. And I don't know. I love the eighties. <laughs> well, especially as I think about, you know, I've got the music around, I mean, Prince and Bowie's over my shoulder. I know. Maybe Bucky. I'm like subliminally tuned into your poster. So I'm like eighties. Yes. The eighties. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you have a, is it ruin table? Is that yes, uh, ruin table? Yeah. Like I saw the video of the, uh, of the grunge one even. And, uh, like <laughs> compliments on what you're doing with your dinner parties because I think they thank look you. fantastic. Thank you. Well, you gotta gotta come to one one day. <laughs> gotta come to one one day, and we'll be right back right after this. Hey, welcome to Kyle Meredith with Consequence, where we check out some cool new things happening on the uh, Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I get to talk to uh, Ann Erickson host of our new Consequence podcast, Beyond the Boys Club. Hey, Kyle. And congratulations on Beyond the Boys Club. Uh, well, what can you tell us about it? Four years ago, I started a column published on Consequence called Beyond the Boys Club. The goal was to spotlight the women making a name for themselves in rock and metal. All these artists share their passion for music and their stories of breaking barriers as women in the music industry. This fall, we're taking the conversation further in the Beyond the Boys Club podcast. The interview series will welcome amazing female and non-binary artists from across the genre spectrum to share their stories and triumphs as they follow the beat of their own drum and shake up the scene. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to check it out. And we should all check it out because Beyond the Boys Club arrives uh, twice monthly uh, on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Great talking with you, Anne. Thanks, Kyle. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Courtney McBroom. Well, uh, what you're doing in Lessons of Chemistry, um, I mean, this whole show and everybody that's involved, uh, I've loved watching it so much. And Thank it's you. got important lessons out there, but especially what you do with the food. Uh, congratulations on being such a, a big part of, of this series. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to have been a part of it. It was great. And my thanks to Courtney McBroom. Lessons in Chemistry, now playing on Apple TV+. Thanks to you, of course, for checking out the uh, the episode. Again, I do hope you hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with the uh, the complete series. We put out three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Spotify and Apple Podcast, at NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And after that, head over to WFPK.org to write a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's four hours of classics from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. You get the biggest new music, uh, lots of music news, bonus interviews. One of my recent shows had the music of Love, Bob Dylan, M. Ward, First Aid Kit, Duran Duran, Marshall Crenshaw, Cracker, uh, Pearl Jam, Gorillaz, Radiohead, Foo Fighters, Hole, R.E.M., The Jesus and Mary Chain, Genesis Owusu, Raconteurs, Bully, Odetta, Madison Beer, Dave Matthews Band, Nina Simone, Rodrigo y Gabriela, Noah Cahan, Bootsy Collins, De La Soul, and my interview with Andy Taylor, uh, formerly of Duran Duran, just an example of what you get every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. Of course, you can also catch me on the old social media sites. Uh, the address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at wfpk.org from Louisville Public Media.